do what works for you. There's not only yeah. one way of doing it. And certainly you do not have to be on social media in order to be successful. Hello and welcome to the Money Makers podcast. I'm Ray Dodds and I help people like you unravel your conditioning and master the skill of money making. So much of traditional business coaching leaves the blame for what's not working in your business, where you're not making money solely at your feet. But I don't believe that any of this stuff happens in a vacuum. So join me, listen to this podcast, listen to all the episodes of the podcast where we will be moment by moment unraveling that conditioning and freeing you up to earn money in ways that work for you. Welcome to another episode of Money Makers with me, Ray Dodd. Our guest today is Vicky, and I'm going to get Vicky to introduce herself in a minute. Vicky Schilling, isn't it? I suddenly was like, oh my God, I think I've forgotten your surname. I have not. Vicky Schilling, I know that. So welcome, Vicky, to the podcast. Uh, Vicky is a wellness business mentor who gives health professionals the tools to get their business on track and growing. And I love that you put, how do you write it in your, your Instagram bio? It's like, it's not sustainable growth, steady growth steady growth and I'm sure that was very intentional that you put that because yes yes it was and you also have uh, Vicky has her own podcast and a book coming out very soon which I have no doubt we'll chat about so welcome Vicky thanks for being here could you tell everybody a bit about what you do and how you ended up doing that yes so yeah thank you for having me I a business mentor that helps people specifically in the wellness industry so most of my clients are people like nutritionists health coaches Mm -hmm. yoga teachers anyone in that span usually the bit I am helping them with is the transition from qualifying quite often it's people that have you know burnt out Mm. jobs or found Mm -hmm. something they're really passionate about when it comes to health and wellness they've trained and then they come out of that wonderful qualification feeling all excited and realize they know none of the business stuff that they need to know so I'm there to plug that gap to help them build them into a confidence confident Mm. business owner and actually help the people that they know they can with all the amazing skills they now have um, do that through one-to-one mentoring through my just start now course and community and I try and blend a lot of the practical tips because a lot of that stuff we don't know you don't know what you don't know how to build a website how to use social media marketing how to you know put together a good package that sells all of those things with a healthy dose of all the mindset stuff that comes with it, how you're thinking, how you're feeling about yourself, what you're mm-hmm. saying to yourself in your head and out loud to other people, which influences massively how um, successful you are and all the results of those practical things. And I have not always done this. I used to work in the classical music industry for... Oh, that yeah. is not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents are both musicians. It was always what I was going to do. I, I like bossing people around and music. So it was like a perfect combination yeah. to be in the management side, planning mm-hmm. tours, did lots of international touring. So very glamorous. Oh, wow. However, it was really affecting my health. You know, mm. I was traveling. It was very stressful. I got very bad IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm. It was very uncomfortable and really immersed myself when it kind of got to a bit of a crunch point in how can I eat better, think better, live better, mm. uh, feel better to get rid of these symptoms. And it's been just opening up a whole world for me of mm. people that are into health and wellness, seeing what people are capable of doing. And it just inspired me, massively inspired me. And so it's taken me on this journey through 
blogging and learning about my own health Mm. to now realizing what I love helping people with is getting their message out if they are qualified how can I help them um, with all the skills I learned from blogging and connecting with people online how can I get their message out and help impact more people and make everyone love that I love that because a lot of people would have gone down the route that you talked about, which is more training to do one of those things. But it's really interesting you say that because I used to be a hypnobirthing teacher. And one of the things that I had when I moved from being a hypnobirthing teacher to a coach, I was like, oh, but I'm not going to be directly working with the people that need, you know, these more positive births and stuff. And then I realized how much more impact I could have by teach like coaching the people that will be hypnobirthing teachers or all these different things and it feels a bit like maybe you've done a similar thing of like actually I can have more impact here if I help all these people that are brilliant at this health stuff but don't have the business skills which I do have yeah I I mean I looked into it I shadowed a health coach Mm. I looked at the qualifications I talked to people endlessly about Mm. what they were doing but what I realized I think for me because I started to build this audience with with my blog was no one was asking me how do you eat healthier or how did you put that together or how do you stop your kitchen they were asking me and what Mm. I enjoyed helping them with was how do you use Pinterest to get people onto your blog or how do you start working with brands or how do you start charging Mm. money for what you're doing and that was what I realized I really liked so it it, I pushed against it for a long time I did think no I'm a healthy eating person and I'm helping people you know with and actually that wasn't the bit that I really enjoyed when I really tuned into what I wanted and what people were asking of me and what I was known Mm. for it wasn't that bit at all so yeah I let that go trained as a coach more generally yeah yeah and took it in this direction I love that Uh, because I think something I talk about lots is like finding your space like the thing that's you and it's so easy to um get sidetracked with all the best intentions like if you hadn't spent that time really tuning into yourself the most logical path and I'm sure people are probably saying it to you is like become a something become do the thing oh yeah actually yeah listening to that is incredibly important that resistance of like well this doesn't feel quite right yeah I did I did I did kind of you know little free coaching consultations I remember really vividly one with a particular coach and get you know 30 minutes to have a chat and talk through what I was doing my blog she's like well you know train as a health coach and give people meal plans and like literally my whole body was like no, that's just not what yeah. I'm meant to do. That will be what someone is meant to do mm. and how they feel really excited and passionate and what they can show up and talk about, you know, till the cows come home. But that mm. just isn't what I'm meant to be doing, I knew. So yeah, it it took a long took a long time, but yeah. I got where I was meant to be, I think. And so before we get into other stuff, because I think this is a really useful thing, I'm sure people are going to be listening going, yes, this is where I'm at. I keep looking for the thing. What did you do? Like what, when it finally clicked, can you at all distill what happened in those moments that might be helpful for people listening so this goes back to what you said right at the beginning about my philosophy of things being a sort of slow burn and sustainable Mm. change like I don't think there was any one particular moment that I was like boom this is it like a sudden realization what I do and what I teach and what I did myself was to literally keep showing up and trying something. Mm, so I yes. kept blogging. I kept putting content out. I kept going to networking events. I kept saying yes to opportunities. I kept working with brands. I kept training and learning and doing more courses mm. online, you know, just, just to try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. What was my piece? What was my voice? What was it I was known for? Yeah. I feel like there wasn't any one thing, but it was being brave enough to just keep being visible and keep showing up and keep trusting that Mm. the right thing would emerge and that it would become obvious over time are you someone who's always been brave in that way or is that something you had to like work on at all 
it's kind of what I've written about in the book. I think I'm, I've realized I'm the kind of person that if I start something, I, I damn well mm. follow through. Like mm. if, I, if I put my mind to something, so I knew when I started the blog, when I was starting to sort of explore what I was eating, I was like, should I turn this into a blog? You know, I'm sort of practically having an inner dialogue with myself. Like Vicky, if you're going to do this, like talking to my mother when she asked me, was I going to really play the violin when I was five mm. years old? It was like, if you're going to do the blog, like you're really going to do it you know, you're all in, you're going to really commit to doing it. Yeah. And I did. And I, you know, I absolutely, I showed up, I wrote, I did recipe developed, I taught myself food photography, I won awards for it, you know, I, I kept going with it. So mm. yes, that is kind of in my DNA, that is in my personality. Mm. But it, what I found fascinating is watching other people now and seeing what stops them being that kind of person that says I'm going to do this I'm going to be a nutritionist I'm going to make money being a nutritionist and then what happens inside their head that Mm. gets in the way of actually following that through so what does could you talk a bit about what you've noticed does get in the way for people so many stories (laughs) I think the big one that comes up particularly when you've only just qualified is I don't know enough so mm. there's a, the not enoughness is big. The scarcity thing is mm. big. I don't know enough. I need more qualifications. I need more experience. And so the natural safe place is to go back into learning more, studying more, adding more layers of qualification rather yeah. than doing what I've just said, which is just getting out there with something, putting something yeah. out there, knowing that the information in your head is enough to help someone else right now. Yeah. So, so trying something. I think that's one of the biggest things that I see some of the other things that I see gets in the way of people fear of judgment I think it's probably the other massive one Mm. especially if people are transitioning from a previous corporate career or something else you know like me like I used to be just a music girl like that's who I was that was my identity transitioning and changing that into something new and something that a lot of sometimes friends and families and loved ones just don't get like oh well, yeah no one's ever going to pay that no one will ever like do that or really like why why don't you just want a safe job or something sensible and yeah you know all of that I, I know I, I listened to your talk from from your give me more session yeah where you said, I'm so glad I don't have to ever ask anyone for a pay rise yeah <laughs> yep just my just my own like you know inner bits and pieces that have like questions about it but yeah I never have to do any negotiating with anyone just have to believe it really it's quite it's quite hard when a lot of the people around you don't get that and they don't feel the same or or they're actually just coming from a place of fear for you like oh yeah stay safe stay small like stay in that job like it's really secure why would you do something different yeah and actually we need to surround ourselves with other people other examples of people going it is possible. You are capable. You can do it. So yes. I think those are probably the two biggest ones that I, I help people tackle mm-hmm. with. Not enoughness in all the different ways yeah. that it goes up and fear of judgment from other people, what other people will say, that you'll get it wrong, that someone, yeah. you know, all of that kind of stuff that comes with it. It just hold, it paralyzes people to the yeah. point where they just go, I can't do it. I'll just go back to doing my boring corporate job. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such an easy mistake to make, especially when you've been in a corporate job, particularly. And so your friendship circles are in that space. It's what everyone's known of you, especially if you've been earning okay. And so like your parents and people around you are like, but that was doing okay. But you know, internally wasn't okay. But it's so easy to ask for those people's opinions. Just yesterday, the day before yesterday, I showed my husband a reel I'd done. And I was like, do you think this reel's okay? And he went, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, oh, okay uh what do you think it's there's something wrong with it he was like no 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 it's fine but he did that high voice thing and because I'm a coach I was like why is your voice so high 
what's going on? And he, and he was like, no, it's fine. It's a bit long, maybe. I was like, it's boring. And he was like, no, no. It's done really well, that reel. He's not my ideal audience. Not like, your ideal client. And that's what I say. <laughs> I've just started work with a client and she posted her first, you know, so we're sort of going to transition her Instagram account, start talking, calling in her ideal customers. Mm-hmm. And she said it took her a week and she got there. She posted it. You know, we'd crafted that caption and she said, my aunt left a really sarcastic comment on it. And I said, well, you know, welcome. You are now yeah. visible and she is not your ideal customer. Yeah. And that says more about her and how yeah. she feels and what her opinion is of maybe what she, where she's taken risks and put herself out yeah. there and maybe where she hasn't. It doesn't have any reflection on you, your value and what you need to say to call in your ideal customer. So yeah. this is welcome to the world. And <laughs> often invisible. with a relative or with even like somebody that leaves a, a, like an arsy comment, which I will say, like, I think the internet gets better. I, in my experience, I know it can happen a lot. And the bigger your audience is, the more it can happen. It's pretty rare. Mostly you get really lovely, especially if you're calling in those people. But often I say to clients, I'm like, do you want to work with your aunt? Do you want to work with your aunt, aunt, auntie Barbara? And they're like, God, no, that'd be awful. It's like, then you've done your job. You've repelled Auntie Barbara. You want to repel Auntie. We don't want her coming in and working with you. That was so, another thing she said. I lost I lost a follower as soon as I posted that. I was like, yeah. And again, you're being visible and you're stating what kind of content now people are yeah. going to see on your account. And that's not going to be right for everyone. And that's yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. I once mentioned my period in an email and lost so many followers, so many subscribers. And I was like, goodbye all of you what were you doing here I just want to write like ps vagina on all of my emails <laughs> just as like a filtering I have um, to say one of the big things people have said over the last year with Instagram in particular is about reels and, and yeah. I said you know use reels to increase your audience I absolutely hemorrhaged followers when I started mm. using reels a lot I love doing them they were a really great way for me to show my personality and a different side to me but I must have been losing I think I, when I started using them using them quite a lot 70 80 100 wow. week, two weeks three weeks and I was like this is interesting because it just means I'm being seen and for some mm. people it's not what they want and that's yeah. okay like if they don't like this side of who I am then they're not going to be a good fit for me anyway I think especially if you do anything where it's like coaching or mentoring or, or anything in the wellness space where they are actually going to have to interact with you as a human you know we've all got people that we know in our lives where we're like they just rub me up the wrong way they're not doing anything wrong but it's that thing they do with their mouth when they speak maybe I'm incredibly impatient but like you know there's something that you just like oh I just don't know what it is but I just don't connect with them you're gonna have to spend that time like if I'm on a coaching call with someone they're like wow I hate the way Ray does whatever it's really good for them to know about that before we start working together so like it's and I'm not like and I think that can be scary because it feels like rejection but we're all constantly filtering people in and out of of our social circles and absolutely we need to be careful of unconscious bias within that and all of those things but we also need to be like it's fine not everyone has ever liked you this is not new information no it's the trust bit on the other side for me that mm. there will be and there are mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands more than you could ever possibly mm-hmm. hope to help people in the world that are great fit for you and yeah. are looking for you and need you to show up as your authentic yes. self rather than clinging to oh, I lost a follower I upset yeah. that person or I didn't do that right like th- just let them go yeah. in a full trust that there are going to be plenty more people if yeah. you let allow that space yeah I just I also am a big fan of telling yourself lies if it helps so tell yourself tell yourself they're bots like if it helps just be like oh that's a 
loads of bots loads of bots have gone like until you like get yourself in a position where you can be like you know what no I'm happy to repel real humans if you need to tell yourself something because then at least you're out there and it can be an interim like (laughs) and I'm not loads of coaches be like right that's terrible like well I just think whatever works is fine in that I totally agree I did hear someone say you like everything we tell ourselves is lies so just a really good one yeah I'm I'm a massive fan of when again I know a lot of people would say no you need to sit with the real discomfort of this person I was like no block them or mute them like yeah. if it really is going to trigger you that much or yeah. it's going to stop you showing up or you're afraid when you press post that they're going to make a comment make it so that they can't see yeah. you yeah there's plenty of tools and make makes available for that you need to find a way like you said whatever works for you to get out there and keep yeah. showing up for your ideal customer and not be sidetracked or worried and I think you can do both. I think you can block them because you don't need to be prodding at that part that's that's like whatever's going on there. And you can go, why is that person bothering me so much? If if you feel like you have the resources in that moment, getting your business off the ground and running a business generally is one of the most vulnerable things you will ever do, ever. Because it's not like, trying to think of other very vulnerable things like starting a relationship it, I would I would actually say I often say this to my husband one of the reasons I would ever leave my husband is because the beginning of a relationship is one of the worst things I've ever experienced in my life <laughs> you know the bit where you're like do they like me don't they like me what's going on why haven't they texted what's happening like all of that bit no 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 but, yeah. but running a new business is quite similar but it goes on for longer that kind of feeling of like is this right is this not right like you don't get that steady other human at the end it's this nebulous especially online nebulous like audience where you can't quite read how everyone's feeling what's going on in the same no, way and I know you've talked to this as well like and I'm a big proponent of you need to again go that trust piece you need to trust that when you put stuff out there people are watching even if they yes. don't talk to you even if they don't comment even if they don't follow your hashtag even even if they don't do all the things that we're told yes. audiences should do but like you say like I used to cry on the sofa at least once a week when I was starting my business and say to my husband is this ever going to work am yeah. I mad because oh yeah you feel like you're talking to no one you're putting stuff out and you've got no idea and you have to just keep showing and I know for some people that is really difficult so Mm. it is about trying to find ways to uh, rekindle and connect with other human beings to remind yourself I am good at this this is what I want to do but we have to go through that process where actually that that will be few and far between initially until we build an audience you can't have an audience immediately eating out the palm of your hand until you've built up that content and that trust yeah I when I first started my business I went I did it mostly through going live in a Facebook group and it was before the Facebook groups were such a big thing and there were so many of them and it grew I think it went to 300 people within um a week or something it grew really really fast um and I had a bit of a network it was mostly mums I was doing mum coaching at the time and I'd been in the birth world and I was my business was reasonably well known in that space at the time um obviously quite a small niche like industry anyway And I used to go live every single day, pretty much. And people would say, like, how are you doing that? Because honestly, like months before that, I'd been terrified to go live. I'd done like a challenge and I was like, how am I? I can't go live. Like This is like this would be mortifying. But what I found was because I had two small kids with me at the time. One was a baby. One was three. And I would be on my lives holding my laptop and be doing like sorting out I can't remember I think it was like Mike the Knight I think I remember like putting on another episode of Mike the Knight while I'm talking to him just going just hang on a minute and I found that people responded more to those lives where I was being myself 
even though I was like, oh my God, this is unprofessional. Like I'm sorting out what Stan needs and Gus needs. And I'm, I'm probably sitting down and breastfeeding and like all these things going on in this closed group. But people would say to me, like, how do you not, like you're so yourself on them. How are you not worried? Like people don't like it. And I was like, well, I can make up the story with no evidence that they don't like it. Or I can make up the story with no evidence that they do. And one of them works and one of them doesn't. <laughs> like one of those stories helps me out. One of those stories does not help me out. And I get that I often talk about coming from a place of emotional privilege. And it sounds like you might have a similar thing where pushing through certain things, choosing to believe certain things, I have access to that more easily than some people do. Partly probably because of just my temperament, maybe, but also because of my upbringing, like and various things. But equally, I think we can choose smaller beliefs to get us up to those bigger places like it it took me like a few months or weeks even to get comfortable it might take you longer and that's fine yeah it's finding what what works for you and I think yes. going back to what you said about the take like being taken seriously I've written about this in the book as well this yeah. idea that you have to look a certain way and say things in a certain tone and in order for people to take you seriously people will take you seriously when you seriously start helping them and actually yeah. that means being yourself giving out speak showing up you know in in an authentic way being yeah consistent and regular and reliable then that's when you get taken seriously not because you had the perfect hair and makeup or the perfect backdrop on your video or you didn't stumble over your words at all or you didn't have the kids crawling on you I did the same I did five days live running my group program and my childminder was running late one day and I was like I've said I'm going live at nine she just sat on my lap and tried to keep in the buttons and I was like hi guys really sorry but the baby's here and this is just the reality of what I'm doing so yeah I'll yeah. try and talk to you whilst she's crawling around on me but yeah. I think it is it, we have to let go of how we're again it's that fear of judgment that perception of what is it what it is to be a serious and a real business person and just be you find a way yeah. to make it work as you and look at what where the origins of all that comes from as well because a serious business person is normally a middle-class white middle-aged man who's not gonna have a kid on his lap who to get ready in the morning maybe brushes his hair like and that's it and puts on a suit that that he has like which he wears the same one of every day and no one judges him like the (laughs) the like the rules on both those sides like if you think about like us going live and just brushing our hair and putting on what we wore yesterday like I'm really comfortable with it I still wouldn't do that I'd spend it's because I like to wear a different dress all the time but I would be like when I wore that one yesterday in a reel and people will know like you know it's it's so interesting what we all the layers of demands on us compared to what we think of very 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 subconsciously about of as the way we're meant to be and how it should just be easy and but it it literally is easier to brush your hair and when when you I think sometimes we have to put ourselves in a viewers shoes like if I mm-hmm. watch your reels yeah again we have to remember like that stuff all comes in a jumble because of the algorithm and stuff yeah. like that and I never look and think oh god well Ray wore that bloody dress again. <laughs> does she ever change <laughs> <laughs> Not like, really. I'm looking at it. And again, I keep saying to people, it's about the content. It's about what's coming out of your mouth. It's it's the, yeah. the message, the, the feeling that you give them with what it yeah. is you're saying. It's not how perfect your makeup or your hair or the backdrop or your house or whatever yeah. else it is. Yeah. It's about the value of what it is you're trying to say to them, whether it's they make, make them feel more comfortable or, or reassured or laugh or just that's the most important thing about showing yeah. I always use the example. I saw a meme a while ago that was about the fact that uh, it said something like, are you even a human being or if 
if you don't wash your wash your clothes on one day remember about them the next day and have to wash them again the following day and then repeat it for like a week honestly until I saw that meme I thought I was the only person in the world who did that with their washing machine this is only like like maybe a year ago and I saw it and was like oh my god other people do that oh my god and I've since then I've been so like ah (laughs) just I'm gonna like liberally leave it in there but like that connected with me to the point that I felt it in my gut and that was about a washing machine not being perfect so you think about I actually think that showing up and that story about those lives that I told earlier like I thought I was messing up and actually it built better connections with my audience and at that point I was having people travel across the country to do hypnobirthing classes with me and they would always say I just feel like I know you from your videos and I know what I'm going to get. And this is such a vulnerable thing for me to talk about. I want to know you. And I knew, and I would say this, I knew they lived next to like the most one place person. I remember exactly. They've lived up the road from the person who trained me in hypnobirthing. And I knew that I was like, she is one of the best human beings I've ever met. She's awesome. I love her. She ate a McDonald's. We were in this wellness center and she walked in and ate a McDonald's. (laughs) While she taught us, it was so funny. And she's, amazing but and I won't say her name just because I would normally but I don't want to say that this person didn't work with her but they they were like no 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 it has to be you because I'd been like fiddling about with like Bob the Builder or whatever it was and that's that's what people again is that's going back to that being taken seriously like quite a lot of my clients will be like science like you need to understand the science of this and that it's like no what you need to put out on your content is stuff that makes people go oh, thank God, she mm-hmm. or they, you know, that that's how I feel, or I'm so glad I'm not alone, or that really lifted my mood, or I'm so glad, like you with the washing machine, like, oh, thank goodness I'm not the only crazy person yeah. that does that. Like, that's what our content needs. It's about how it makes people feel. Yeah. That's what the content is. Not, I'm so serious and I'm so intellectual yeah. and I took so many courses, I know loads of science. Like, that actually alienates your ideal customer usually because they yeah. can't access and then they think your service is not for them because yeah. they're so far behind where you are. Yeah, and I think if you are that person and you do you do, do all your wellness stuff perfectly and you are just talking, thinking about the science all the time and you, like, that's who you are, then great, go with it. If, though, there are many places in your wellness journey where you're not doing it as well as you maybe know on paper you should be doing it, but in reality, that's, you know, you're a human being who exists in the world, your clients need to know that because I guarantee there are people, many people, not signing up because they they see that person as so perfect and they could never reach yeah. that. It's putting people on a pedestal. I had a client yeah. once who said she used to play golf and and as soon as she told people who she was playing golf with that she was a nutritionist, they'd like stop. You know, oh, oh, I'm having a Mars bar, but I don't, I don't normally eat like this. And, and a lot of nutritionists I know will say the same. Like you feel like you can't say it, you know, a, yeah. a networking brunch or something because people will be like, oh, you'll judge me. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like you have to show your full humanness and say, I don't always find this easy or I'm on this journey too. Or mm-hmm. I, I think that's really, really powerful. But that's yeah. Is vulnerable and again it's taking yourself off that pedestal and saying I'm human too like yeah. I, I'm going through this this is a journey I'm learning and I want to help you I'm a few steps ahead of yeah you come on it with yeah. me yeah absolutely it's so powerful okay so we talked quite a lot about online there but you also talk a lot about not doing stuff online obviously you run your business a lot online but you also help because I know and it's I was so glad when I saw your stuff and was like so glad Vicky's talking about this because there are I know so many like I have quite a few wellness people in my kind of communities as well and there is such resistance to online I find in that industry 
Yeah. Maybe we could start with why do you think that there is resistance to it? And then maybe we could talk about that, the fact that it doesn't have to be online, which yeah. I think is lovely. So, yeah, let's start with the resistance. The resistance for me and particularly like you've identified and the people that I work with, I think is because we're all realizing. And when I say online, I'm particularly emphasizing social media and anything that requires you to be yes. very connected and on it when I'm talking about on online. Yeah. I think it's basically the antithesis of everything as a wellness practitioner that we teach people to do or that we <laughs> know for a healthy life. Which so true. Yeah. You know, if, if you think you're a nutritionist or a mindfulness instructor or a yoga teacher or whatever it is, you know, with all the tools in your toolkit, the best thing to say to your clients is things like switch off, you know, yeah. off from your technology at nighttime, go for a walk and be in nature, connect with other human beings and have real yeah. deep, meaningful conversations, you know, don't get distracted and really find, you know, a, a craft or something to really get in the zone with. And all of those things are like the opposite of what social media in particular yeah. makes us do. It fragments us, it distracts us, it, it mm-hmm. stops us being present and fully in the moment with our friends and our loved ones and wherever it is we are we can't even walk up a street or stand at yeah. a bus stop without it in our hands so I think it, it's because it jars so much mm. you feel like you are teaching one thing and then in order to be successful you're being told you have to do another you have to be I know we've talked about a lot you have to be live all the time you have to be posting mm. reels all the time you have to be present and connected and replying to comments and all of that all the time and it yeah it feels like the opposite of what living a healthy life is and I find a lot of my clients will go into it like okay I've got to do this I should be doing it and they'll try and commit and they'll come up with a plan and they'll mm. do it for few weeks or maybe even a few months and then they'll be completely exhausted by it it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right they feel like they're not connecting with anyone and then they disappear from it and sometimes can't face going back so yeah yeah Yeah. and I think we spoke very early on about finding your space in things and for some people I'm certainly one of these online suits me better in lots of ways like I love being able to go on and do a video and talk and often I'm sifting through my own thoughts and my own feelings as I do that I I feel a real connection with people that way other people don't other people that feels not right and they don't feel you know that's not somewhere that they feel happy and I think we're always in trouble when we say you have to do business one way, like that's never a good sign. So I've done a whole chapter in my book about this and I've tried to distill it down into four different archetypes and I've come up with a little quiz for it as well because I I agree. I think we look at who we think are role models of Mm. doing business well and being successful and we think the only way to have a career like Hazel Wallace or, you know, Kelly Rye or like these other people that are very present and have very you know, have, have a great standing in the wellness industry is to be basically like an influencer business yes. model. And for some people, it will really suit them. And they lo- like you and I, like, I love, yeah. I'm very comfortable on video. I love going live. I'm very happy to chat. You know, I was asked the other day I, when I launched my last group course, I, w- I broadcast across my Facebook group, my LinkedIn, my YouTube channel, and my Instagram all at the same time. And they're like, oh, you're looking at two screens. I was like, yeah, but I love it. Like, yeah, I, just, I used to do I, that. I energy from that. I love it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's the only way mm. that works. There are yeah. lots of other ways, particularly with health practitioners. You could just have a lovely in-person clinic, have wonderful mm-hmm. referral network, a great word of mouth, you know, buzz around you, put up a few leaflets, do a few 
key talks in some great areas mm. and not need to show up online at yeah. all in order yeah. to be fully booked, really fulfilled and really happy. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough or you'll never, you know, make a certain amount of money. It's just a different way of doing yeah. business. Like what suits you? And I think particularly right now, like now is the moment I would say that people are like, oh, I need to see real people. Like I can't look on a Zoom screen. I don't want things to be online. I want actual human connections. And then I totally understand that or, or like appreciate how hard it was, particularly for like the yoga industry and the well, the wellness industry in general, how that big shift happened online. But we're now at the, at the stage where it's like, now they can, you know, people want to come back. Like they want to see you. And so I know it must feel a bit like whiplash for people. I've been like, oh, and now I'm over. This is a real prime opportunity for those people to like really shine. And, and, and as someone who loves being online, we were talking about this before we went live. I cannot could not sustain the amount of like visibility I do online, in-person visibility. I am terrible at that. I hate it. And it's yeah. just I, I like being able to just shut my laptop on everybody and go off and like be in my house. I'm such a homebody. And as much as online we might celebrate, like, oh, but you know, she's visible, blah, 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 blah. It's just another side of a similar coin. Like I don't love in the same way someone else wouldn't love being online. I don't love, you know, I can't do networking events. I don't really like speaking in person. It's a completely different, you know, it's the same thing, but like just another way yeah. of doing things. But you found what works for you and you're listening to what is your yeah. preference. And there's, yeah. there's no right or wrong. I'm always saying that to people. There isn't just one size, do this and you'll be successful. Yeah. Follow this, show up here, go to this network, you know, say this, lift pitch. It, it just doesn't work like that. You yeah. have to find what works for you. And sometimes that is trial and error. Yeah. And some people do you know, test out being on social media and then come away from it. Or actually, I've just had a client say, I really don't enjoy Instagram, but you know what? I love making videos. I'm going to have a YouTube channel and I'm going to, yes. and she's doing all the research. She's loving learning about that as a platform and a way to get found and to create content and create a community. Mm -hmm. Like do what works for you. There's not only yeah. one way of doing it. And certainly online and social, you do not have to be on social media in order to be successful. Just because that's all you see is basically yeah. because you pick up social media and look at that a yeah. lot of the time. There's plenty of people that have wonderful, profitable, incredibly successful businesses, feel hugely fulfilled, and have never used social media in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what was I going to say? I think... I think what the what you said earlier is really important as well about trying lots of different things. So I would never, if you'd said to me seven years ago, one of your favorite things is going to be going live on the internet, I'd have been like, shut up. No, that is the worst thing I can think about doing. Um, and I remember the first time I did it, shaking and being terrified. And then like being like, I think I love it. And that was such a shock. And similarly, that could be true of networking in person or running an in-person class and it can be true online but it's like try the things before you decide you can't I remember when Instagram introduced stories and mm. I can remember posting about it on the grid on the safe space where I was and I was like I can't do stories like what happens if I get it wrong what happens yeah. if someone doesn't like it was and then now I'm on it all the time and I'm yeah. posting stuff and I'm creating and it is and equally like you I've been to a networking event someone had invited me to and I thought right come out of comfort zone meet some new business owners I was in tears when I came home I was just I absolutely <laughs> it made me feel dreadful yeah. like absolutely dreadful yeah. I was like, 
that is not a space I want to go into. I don't want to feel like that anymore. No, absolutely. I'm glad I tried it. It could have been an amazing source of, you know, income yeah. and, and connection for me. And, and other networks have been, but you've got to give it, like my dad, I've written this in the book. My dad always used to say about food, you can't say you don't like it until you've tried it. So I think like have the same attitude in business. Yeah. Well, it's all a big experiment. You can't yeah. say you don't like it until you've tried it. Give it a go. One of my friends calls it a danger taste when you're with your kids and I feel like more business owners need to have a danger taste like see what like you might hate it and that's an okay outcome of your and so often we say to our kids we've taken some we're like just have a danger taste and mostly they're like that was horrible and that's fine that's fine I would say with all of it give it a couple of goes yeah Um, I tend to say if you're going to do again with my like if you're going to stay the course I say give something a go for at least 90 days like like mm. really say right if I'm going to do Instagram and I'm going to go live I'm going to really consistently do that for a good length of time to really see how I feel Mm. about it find a a sustainable way that's going to look or blogging or networking or whatever it is like find a way and I agree with you like do do it over a, a length of time yeah. where you can process and learn from it yeah um, but don't just dismiss it out of hand straight away without trying it. absolutely okay so before I go on to my like quick fiery type questions is I wanted to ask you what do you think are the main things and maybe they're things we've spoken about but what do you think are the main things getting in the way of your that people in the wellness industry particularly making the money they want to make um, <laughs> I want to tell you I'm breaking space sort of eyes wide and like like well (laughs) let me tell you there's a lot I think one of the big things is in the wellness industry is the kind of altruistic side of it that people Mm. feel and I know you you speak to this as well Mm. I love it I would do it for free it's my it's the thing I'm Mm. meant to be doing I can't charge people for it and I think we just need to change how we think about earning money that it's not and again I know you preach about this a lot it's not a dirty thing it doesn't mean you're a bad person and all the other stories that you've got about it actually that exchange is really healthy and gets everyone a better outcome you will be better placed to be able to give to charity and live Mm. a fulfilled life and help more people if you charge properly and equally your clients when they invest properly and they take you seriously and see what your value is they will get better results and show up in a different way so Mm -hmm. that I think is one of the big things for me the the moving away from oh I just do it for free and I don't need to charge and and that kind of like making money is bad and makes me a bad Mm. person into charging appropriately and earning properly makes means everyone's a winner everyone is better off yeah absolutely and I think in obviously it's a very women dominated industry wellness I know it's not exclusively at all but you know traditionally it has been and in those spaces and there's a number of spaces like that we tend to chronically undercharge and that chronically undercharging becomes market rate. And I have a real bee in my bonnet about it where it's like, yeah, but that's not market rate. And I'm like, yeah, but market rate is wrong. And it's <laughs> one of the things I know it's one of the things that annoys me as well. When I, I speak to people and they say, and I say, what are you, what do you thinking about charging for this package? I, I don't tell people what to charge. No. I, I give them tools and I say, mm. how do you feel about this? And there is, there's a look at, Oh, well, so-and-so is only charging 50 quid a session or so-and-so. And I said, look, 
you don't know anything about their business. You no. don't know how they feel about that. You don't know how busy they are. You don't know if that makes them feel good. You don't know yeah. if they're scraping and you know down the food bank as a result of You don't know that. if they've got like inheritance, a wealthy exactly. partner. That they don't um, really care. They've got another job. Like yeah. you don't, the only person, the only person, the only business you have full information on is you and your yeah business so you need to do your maths and work on how you feel about the value of the transformation yeah. the things you give people that's the only thing you can ever really go on yeah. and actually if someone is sniffing around saying oh well, there's another nutritional therapist over there that's cheaper they can go to them if that, yeah. if that is their only deciding factor then yeah. they then, then they're not the best client you don't want to work with them anymore yeah. that isn't the kind of energy you want to be no. working and I think if we draw together all that we've talked about Steph and that's why it's so important that you know, whether you're visible online or you're doing it more um, in person, that you are visibly you so that they're never like I said, that that story about the person traveling like across counties to come and work with me. Like they wanted to work with me because they'd seen me. Now they could have met me in an event. They could have seen me speak somewhere. There's many, they could have read an email of mine. There's many ways that could have happened, but they felt connected to me. So they were never choosing on price. They weren't even choosing, and you know, we could argue this, they weren't really choosing on qualifications because that other person was like an, an excellent hypnobirthing teacher and much more qualified than me. But she was like, no, I feel safer with you. And so it's that it's so important that we are visibly ourselves offline or online. Yeah, and what we and do. you are when you're communicating, like we said, it's not about the qualification or the package or the price. Yeah. It's about do you feel heard and seen and understood yeah. by that person and whatever, it, however yeah. it is you're showing up online, offline, yeah. whether it was a, a personal chat over a network yeah. brunch or a live video. Mm. And do, does that person give you hope yeah. that, they, that you can get the outcome and the results you want? Yeah. If the answer is yes, you actually, the price becomes much less um, important to you because you just, you're, you're bought in on that person. Yeah. That's what we want to create. I love that. I could talk to you all day. So um, I know you've got to get off and do nursery runs and stuff. So I've just got a few quick fire questions that we normally do at the end. So the first question is to finish this sentence. Money is. Freedom. Yes. I think that's our most common answer. And I love that answer because that's how I feel about it as well. And then the next question, I normally have these written in front of me and I'm trying to remember them. What is the best book, business or otherwise that you've read recently? I've read recently I'm reading Nova Reed um, oh. the Good Ally, and it's absolutely amazing I've done her course and it's like mm. a big brush up on that with all the facts and support and I would if you're a white person that wants to feel more confident in allyship mm. then read her book is amazing love that she's got the most beautiful approach to it all I think like it's it's the least it's just so there's no shame you're very much called in and looked after and and thought about like you know I did an in-person course with her and I've done her bigger course as well but in the in-person it was so amazing how generous she was in her discussion and how she kind of I feel like she looks the whole person in in, on both sides in such a beautiful way um okay and then what was the other question if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life what would it be <laughs> mashed potatoes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I hear you but then I do want like is it is your mashed potato is it mashed potato or is it a vehicle for butter that's always the question if it's oh, bread well, or potato I was like is this a vehicle for butter <laughs> the 50 50 version that you get in a really nice restaurant oh my god yeah <laughs> 
Lovely. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Can you just let people know where they can find you and maybe a little bit about when your book's coming out and all of that sort of thing? Yep. So the best place to go is my website. You'll find all the links there. So it's vickyshilling.com. And my book is called Just Start Now, which is the same as my podcast and my community. And that is coming out on the 4th of March, 2022. So hopefully when this comes out, you'll be able to pre-order it. That date will be confirmed soon. So we'll try and sort that for you. So it comes out around then because we've got loads to go. So that's cool. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll put all those details in the show notes. And thank you again, Vicky, for being here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.